Unicorns, my personal journey to Boston 2014. Hello and welcome, my friends. This is Chris, and this is the fifth, fifth in my series of personal podcasts that I am doing to air out my brain and deal with my father's uh, passing and gear up to run for the Liver Foundation at the Boston Marathon this year. So anyhow, this is the preamble. Note that even though this is on the Run, Run, Live podcast feed, this is not the Run, Run, Live podcast. You have fair warning to skip now because I'm not talking about running. Uh, standard Run, Run, Live episodes will be labeled as such on the podcast feed. As part of this project, whatever this project is, I'm collecting donations for the American Liver Foundation for running the Boston Marathon this year. And I wanted to add some purpose to the event and make it more personal. And the donation link uh, will be in the show notes, but it's http colon slash slash go.liverfoundation.org forward slash go to forward slash C-Y-K-T Russell. And my story is that I already had a number for this year's race. I didn't need to fundraise, but with my dad's health declining, I thought it would be a decent thing to do to dedicate this to my family. So life is an adventure. And adventures are not planned. They start early in the morning when you have had very little sleep. And they're just not planned. They are flowed into organically, and they build experiences like a bubbling pot on the stove. I told my dad the story of the Persian king who asked his wise men to come up with an answer that could be used to answer any question. And this was one of those those rare occasions where I actually got to the story before he uh, interrupted me to tell me that he already knew it or to correct my version of it. So the wise men, after much deliberation, came back with the answer that could be used for any question. And the answer was, this too shall pass. And my dad, I think I remember, my dad said something like, I suppose it will. Maybe it's just a symptom of old age, but I find the solution to most things is perseverance. And in long-distance running, certainly we have the concept of continuous forward motion. If you just keep moving, you'll eventually get to the finish line, and that's life. You have had times in your life when you think that you can't go on. You have been beset upon by difficulties and challenges and burdens that weigh you down to such an extent that you feel crushed. We all have. In these situations, you just have to keep moving. It doesn't take strength to keep moving. It sometimes takes more strength to stop, but it's all we can do. And those of us who get good at it realize that there is a certain joy in the movement itself. It's one of the defining aspects of humanity that we hope. We always, we always think that there is a better place, and we keep moving. We move forward on hope and faith, because that's all we have sometimes, right? I posted a copy today of the classic Robert Crumb cartoon, Keep On Truckin'. You youngsters can think of it as a countercultural internet meme from 1967, 
Yeah, I would have been five years old, so I don't remember. But it was very popular in the 70s. The cartoon was born from a blues song, and it shows four happy bums marching in a line into the future. And that's us, my friends, happy bums marching into the future. We have faith and hope in our pockets. Today I'm going to let my sister Mary Lou interview me. (laughs) I warned you it would get personal. Cheers. Now that worked. Now did I? I do. I did one. So I'm still allowed to play, right? I I plugged in the same code last time. It didn't work. I don't know. Okay, but so, Luke, I never got I, the message. I presume we're recording. Okay, we're recording. We're live. It's your show, so you should introduce me, really. <laughs> Doug's here, and he's so, going to start coughing at any Luke, can I call you, Lou? Yeah, that's fine. So, why the androgynous uh, given name? Uh, what? <laughs> because uh, I'm a woman in IT. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, it was because I, I'm interviewing you, but I'll tell you anyway. It was because of sports at Groton High School. It's shorter to yell at people if you just have one syllable name. And also uh, at Johnson's, where it became uh, Louie most of the time. It was Louie. Luckily, that didn't carry forward. Louie, Louie. Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> oh, baby. And we as you know. know, many of the females on the uh, Irish side of our family have Mary somewhere in their name. So right. I many. think it was a rule. I think it was like a norm of some sort. Yeah, I think so, too. And I thought that there's just too many of them. So we're not going to have that. Yeah, because you're oh, Christopher oh. Mary, right? Right. My sister? No. What? You're you're Christopher Mary. <laughs> Christopher Mary? No, I'm not Christopher. It would be Christopher Marie, wouldn't it? Oh, Christopher. No, Joanne Marie. So you'd have to be Joanne Marie. Mary. Christopher Marie. Yeah. I could be Marty. <laughs> Is Marty a form of Mary? No. That would hmm. be Martin. All right, you're just avoiding these questions. First, I would like you, you can... to tell me what questions you don't want me to ask. I don't care. You can ask me whatever questions you want. I'm I'm okay. used to this sort of thing. I stand up in front of hard rooms for a living. So okay. right. I'm, I'm perfectly right. capable of answering a different question that was asked. <laughs> okay. All right. It's on. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on my bicycle, though, by, by the way, as we speak. You're working out on your bicycle? No, I'm working on my bicycle. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So... Um, let's see, I will start with how did, I'll start, I'll do them in order. How did being the youngest impact your career and your running choices and all that? Did it have all that stuff? That? Um, you were I don't know. I think I, I think I got off pretty easy in terms of family as being the youngest. I was kind of like, uh, I didn't have, I didn't get all the rules that you guys got, right? I mean, <laughs> you I just, had been I mean, worn out by the time they got to you. <laughs> Yeah, so I could basically do whatever I wanted. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, and I was pretty much gone when you were doing whatever you wanted, so. Yeah, so, I mean, they were, you know, our our parents were basically out of energy by the time they got to me. It's like, all right, whatever. But also, it was sort of, uh, I was the last hope, too. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe so. It all turned out with a happy ending, but maybe so. Yeah. Yeah. 
Got a little bit of that. When did you actually start running, though? Like, not in school, right? You didn't run in school, did you? Yeah, I ran in uh, at, at L.A. I ran cross-country. Oh, did? I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah. I missed that. I ran cross-country. But it was kind of um, by accident. I didn't really decide to run cross-country. Um, I was on the uh, the, wrestling, the wrestling team. I remember the, that. Uh, yeah, the, the captain of the wrestling team and the co-captain, they were um, on the cross-country team. So I I took up uh, cross-country, basically getting shape for wrestling, not because I wanted to run cross-country. So when you ran cross-country, you would run through the golf course, is that right? Yeah, we used to run up the hills in the golf course. We had a special run. Yeah. Or a special run. That was one of our workouts, we'd run up the hills in the Thank golf God. course. Yeah, I can remember the guys I went to high school with used to run around the golf course all the time, too. Yeah, the other thing, our finish line came through there. So, you know that dirt road right there, down by the yeah. cow pond? Yeah. That dirt road um, was uh, was the last, uh, you know, quarter mile of the race. So, we ran up that dirt road, and we finished in the center of the football field, like at half. Oh, nice. Right? Nice. In the big event. Yeah. So. Very yeah. nice. Very exciting. Well, I never went to that. I did go to L.A. football games once in a while. Since, yeah. Football game? Your audience was interested to know that we didn't have a football team at Groton High School. It was too expensive. No. <laughs> so we had to go watch yours. Yeah. So, well, they they got in trouble a couple of years ago because they um, they were recruiting, and apparently you're not supposed to do that. In high school? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah, in private high schools? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. That was a surprise to me, too. I was like, Really? No, when when I was there, that. when I was there, like the entire hockey team had, you know, French Canadian um, surnames, and yeah. like, yeah. really, we're not recruiting? I didn't know that. Yeah, they, co- they coincidentally all picked the Lawrence Academy in Groton, Massachusetts. Yeah, weird, isn't that weird? Yeah, yeah. that's what they say here too, but I don't believe it. So, um, anyway, okay. Now, so that's how. What about your career? Like, how did you get into that? My career? Yeah, like, how did you end up doing what you do? Well, um, when I graduated from college, I was fairly, fairly aimless. I did have a degree um, in business. So I, uh, I uh, started with a, uh, working for temp agencies. <clears throat> and one of the places they put me was into a digital equipment corporation in Wuben. And it just so happened that my future mother-in-law was, uh, was worked there. And she got, uh, she put in a good word for me and I got hired into, into digital equipment corporations. My first, uh, materials job as a material planner. And I just been following that career path ever since. It suits nice. me. Yeah. Nice. And I think, so, um, all right, so we have more questions on that later. So okay. how about, well, I'll start with them now. So the people that work and the people you run, they're like, when we were, at the funeral last week, they had we had like the different cliques of our parents' friends, right? We had the square dancers and the round dancers and the ballroom dancers and the ham, ham radio guys and I don't know all that and the Irish. Um, yeah. Do you think that the people that you work with and the people that you run with primarily don't know about the other half of you? Um, yeah, and I kind of did that on purpose, right? Because I never wanted to be in a meeting someplace. And have somebody say, you know, if you didn't spend so much time, you know, waste so much time on this running stuff, you could have done X, Y, Z, right? 
or, yeah. you know, I, I never wanted to even have the sort of the, the, the whiff that there could be some sort of conflict between those two activities. And I, and the other thing is I really never liked those people who got heavily into something, whether it was, you know, sports or religion or whatever, and then came into work and had to tell everybody every Monday morning, all this great stuff they did. They were kind of boorish. So uh, on yeah. purpose, I never more than tangentially, you know, um, bring that stuff up at work. Right. Interesting. But I'd say you overcompensated on the other side. Make sure, you know what I mean? You have that very successful this podcast and all that. So you still had to you still had to project it, right? But to people that, that people want it. You know, they say the things that um bug you the most on other people are things you're most afraid you are. But I don't think you're boorish, unless you're boorish at work. I've never seen you at work, so I don't know. Um <laughs> no well, idea. Yeah. I don't know. So, I don't know. We'll maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. Yeah, maybe I don't know. So, all right. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't particularly like like borscht. You don't particularly like what? Borscht. borscht? You were saying borscht, weren't you? No, borscht. Same thing. <laughs> Are you making fun of my Indiana non-accent? all right all right so so you answered question number three while you were answering question number one so do the people that you run with know where you work is it that way um private yeah you know that's kind of funny too right because um i'll show up for one of these uh running club meetings with my uh, suit on and it's like i just got out of a spaceship from mars right um (laughs) People just can't. They just can't. They just can't see me in that role. <laughs> yeah. Did it, anyone ever Google you and go, "Oh, I have," and just like be like crazed about you? You do what? You're like an yeah. executive. Did there anyone ever uh, do that? Because nowadays people do that. They LinkedIn or they Google people or whatever and find out where they came from. Um. You know. Yes and no. I mean, again, I'm not gonna push any, you know, I'm not going to try to, I'm going to try to be humble in all those environments. I'm not, I don't think I do anything super special, but, um, it's just, it, it just doesn't come up, you know, I'm there for running. I'm not there to talk about business. So do you ever, have you uh, yeah, ever had but, but it is, it is funny when people, you know, when people see me in a suit and they go, Oh my God. And you know, then they, and they just, it's hard for them to, to um, reconcile, I guess the the sort of happy, happy, uh, goofy person I am when I'm out running with the club, and uh, and somebody who would walk around with a suit and a tie, you know. So yeah, we used to say that when we were when I was playing soccer, the women you'd see them at you know like at Starbucks dressed up as a corporate person, and the expression was, oh, I've just not seen you with clothes on before, which was not accurate. It was just not soccer clothes. <laughs> so, yeah, same deal. But did you ever have anyone, like, kind of figure out what you did from running, I mean, from whatever, and then try to, like, do business with you on, on the running side or something like that? You know, like, try to um, get your business? Yeah, not really, because um, they're kind of, they're, they're very much separate uh, separate groups. I mean, I do, I have had people from the running side ask me business advice, right, which I freely give. Um, and every once in a while I have somebody 
from the business side, you know, I'll get in a conversation with them about, you know, working out or, or diet or something, right? But I'm not pushing that. I'll do it when it happens. Makes sense. But uh, I'll tell you, the, the, the coolest thing that happens to me, the coolest thing that happens to me is that every once in a while I'll be somewhere and somebody will recognize my voice and they'll, they'll come up to me and go, are you Chris? And, um, and it's just cool. It's disconcerting, but it's, it's cool. Right. Well, and for them, they've already got a picture of you in their head. Right. And you look totally different probably because how would they know? Yeah. 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 So they recognize my voice and then they, they kind of, you know, it's like, it's like a celebrity sighting and, uh, it's kind of fun. The, you know, it happens a lot of races, which isn't surprising. You know, somebody would say, Oh, you're Chris because then I'm in context. Right. And I've had people um, find me in airports too, which is a little disconcerting. Because right? yeah. you, you're on your side, you're trying to place them. You're going, okay, who is this? Or is this a client? Is this, you know, who's <laughs> right? Yeah, so it's it's uh, kind of cool. I prefer not to talk to anyone in an airport. So <laughs> that's my trying to be invisible place. Yeah. Interesting. So, like, have, I know you have asked me before about Brian Neal. Do you, do you know what he looks like? I do know what he looks like from his pictures um, in the in on their like web LinkedIn yeah. site and everything because I follow those guys on LinkedIn. I mean, I think they give some some useful advice, and yeah. uh, and I like uh, I like I like their attitudes. They're, they're interesting they people. Yeah, they are. See, Brian just got um, hired as an NFL ref. He starts next year. Oh, cool! Pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how long he's going to be doing those podcasts. He probably still do them. Okay. I think they do it because they enjoy it. Yeah, they do. They're they're um, they play off each other really well too, and they have some really good ideas. I think. And the, okay, and they're so like. They're um, anything... What? No, I said they're like radio geeks. Yeah, yeah, they do it now. They actually now have two separate businesses, but they still do those together because they enjoy it. So it's interesting. Yeah, they're both right. guys. You, you so told anything me that. cool that happened? Um, in college that I don't know about since I don't know anything about what happened to you in college. <laughs> nothing. Um, Absolutely nothing. You were there for four years, I take it. Oh, well, yeah. The first time I went back afterwards and got another degree while I was working. But, um, yeah, nothing. Just your normal undergraduate. I guess the most surprising thing is I only took me four years to graduate. Nothing special. Yeah. I did more. I did more recreating than college in. Uh, which isn't too uh, too unusual for for undergraduate, but the uh, I had a uh, a beautiful young woman step in and save me from that life of dissipation. So, <laughs> who was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll let her know you said that. <laughs> well, I you know none of us are beautiful young women anymore. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, um, do you think? We all compete against each other. Brothers. Um, yeah, probably. I mean, I, I think I saw a little bit. That? What? What's that? I said, why? State your Well, case. I think I saw a little bit with Jody and, and you guys when um, when Dad was dying. It's sort of a kind of a competition to see who could, you know, spend time with him and stuff. But um, it's interesting. Very competitive yeah. family, though. Yeah. Not not mean competitive, just sort of sports competitive. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. I think um, everybody sort of found their own spot, though, which makes it better. So you don't have to compete in terms of, you know, whatever, your career or whatever. So kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with a little dynamic tension. (laughs) I just... So do you think you're more like mom or dad or both or what? No, I don't, I don't really know. I was thinking about that question. I don't really know because I, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure I know them as well, you know, given that I'm the youngest, I'm not sure I know them as well as, uh, as you guys do. Um, so, I mean, I certainly, I always hear my, I always hear dad, right? When I'm talking, I'll, yeah. I'll hear him and I'll, you know, like slap myself in the forehead and like, when I when I yeah. start, what? you know, I'll just I'll say something that he says, right? Right, right. Um, and I'll and I'll hear that. But uh, yeah, so I, I I don't really know. I I can't answer that question. But certainly, uh, you know, one of the one of the gifts that that we got was the you know that desire to learn all the time. Um, and I, I really like that. You know, one of the one one of the things like I was I was saying about um that was sort of made him hard to talk to is that he always knew more than you did about anything you would say. So, I got him once. <laughs> I got him once, just once. And it was about a car and I don't even remember what it was, but it was yeah, something exactly. that he was making, making about, you can't get a four door Impala or whatever. They're only two or something like that. And I said, I just saw one at the town field. And he goes, no, you didn't. You're wrong. And we drove by, and it was there. <laughs> and I was like, one. I got that one because I was always wrong. <laughs> so I don't know if you're necessarily wrong. It's just that he thought of things in such black and white terms, yeah. you know, right and wrong, right, in black and white, that, you know, it wasn't that you were wrong. It was that he was right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, my position was sort of irrelevant. That's true. Yeah. So what do you think you most get from him? What do, what do I think I, I get most learning. from him? Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you think is the one strength that you would point back to him? But not not learning. You already used that one up. I already used that one up, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I, I I think it's um, I'm I'm really hard on myself, and it takes me a long time not to be so hard on myself, and to and to see myself in a in a positive light, and to give myself some slack. You know that I just don't have to be a hundred percent at everything. I, you yeah. know, I can I can be successful without being, you know, the best at everything. And I and I think that's something. Maybe that's a negative uh, rather than a positive. But it's it's driven me a lot through life to be successful. But it's also caused me to have a fair amount of unrest in my in my life as well. You know, does that make any sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes a lot of sense. Do you do you think he ever? got through that lesson? I think that was really a struggle for him when he was sick. Say that again? I said, I, I wonder if, I, I kind of felt like that was his journey when he was sick, was figuring out how not to be, you know, how to be weak and dependent on others, sort of, and not take care of everybody. And I think that was really hard for him. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know that he ever really... No, I, I don't think he. I don't think he ever had that epiphany. Um, no, I don't know. I, I remember. I, don't know, I, remember right? I remember being on a plane once, and there was some woman I was talking to, and she was talking about her friends trying to help her. And I said, 
you know, sometimes the biggest gift you can give people is to let them help you. And, right. and she had, and she had that epiphany right in front of me. And so I think that's, again, that's a lesson, you know, you, you can either have lessons through learning through example or through the, um, the relief of something. And I think that's a lesson couple lessons yeah. I've learned from him, him that he didn't necessarily teach me was that, you know, you have to be able to let people help you. That's your gift right. to them. Right. And that takes humbleness, too, that is hard, right? That, that sh- that's showing weakness, which is very, not much of his generation would do, you know, does that. So, well, you've got to remember where they came from, right? right. So they were one step right. away from the Great Depression. So it's, yeah. uh, it, was, um, it was a different world. You know, we, don't, we, don't have that, we don't have that context. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. We're spoiled. <laughs> okay. So what did you get from mom then? Um, you know, no matter what I did, she would always think it was wonderful and act like it was the greatest thing in the world. Right. And I think that's a, uh, that's a great lesson, especially if you have kids or you have people who work for you is to, is to not be stingy with praise and to right. not be stingy with love. Um, cause it's uh it's a great gift. Does that so where do you think is that, the, is that too uh, is that too deep? No, that was good. I was just thinking of um, we're all. I think we're all Irish storytellers in some regards, <laughs> right? We all like a big long story. <laughs> That's a good gift. Yeah, so I think that comes from her side of the family. If not her, it's her side of the family, definitely. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. What about what about um, sort of activity level, or 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 for both of them, even I would say um, being so healthy and young until recently, anyway. Well, you know, it's funny because um, because he used to always tell me that he wasn't an athlete and never was an athlete, and kind of always had this sort of disrespect for people who we're too serious about athletics because it wasn't really that important. And, you know, the mind was much more important than that. And school was more important than that. And, you know, one of the things I discovered about, uh, you know, running is for me is so complementary to my mental health that, you know, that's, that's something that, that I found to be, I guess, not true, right. It's very important. Very important if you want to lead a healthy and balanced life. I think it's more important to me now than it ever was, actually, to just get my head back where it needs to be to do my yeah, work. Yeah, absolutely. I would be, um, I'd be, a, I'd be a wreck if I didn't get my, uh, get my yeah. runs in. And it, it's more mental, mental than physical. I mean, the physical's great, but um, that's just a symptom. I think it's the mental part. Yeah, that's huge. The emotional intelligence. So, okay, so this is going to be like you were talking about how kind of. I don't know, uh, regulating or triaging the sort of your response to having to be perfect and get everything right all the time and, you know, all that sort of internal inner voice. But you seem to me like a person that has this deep spiritual base that you go to that I don't know what that is. I mean, you talk about it, you say things that lead to that, but it's a part of you that I don't know very much about. So I wondered if you wanted to talk a little about that. Um, yeah, I guess I, I think of myself as spiritual, and that's very different than religious. And right. I think, uh, you know, I struggled as a young man 
with, um, I guess these days they'd probably call it some form of depression, where I'd go really into these deep blue moods every once in a while. And the source of it was that I couldn't find the answers. Um, and the answers to things like, you know, why are we here? You know, what what is this all about sort of thing? And, and so I did a lot of uh, reading of uh, the classics and studying and that sort of thing, trying to find out the answers. And then, then I even got an engineering degree because so they, they seemed to think they knew all the answers. Um, what do you have? What, what's that? How many degrees do you have? Do you have three? Um, yeah, but not the, the um, so I have a, a business degree. I have a, an associate's degree in electrical engineering. Okay. And I have yeah. a, um, I have a, uh, a minor degree in English. Okay. That makes sense. So, yeah, I built on the engineering once I realized there was no answers there. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it turns out the, the, that, the thing about computer science, there's no answers there either. <laughs> yeah. And so what I finally came to the conclusion was that there are no answers and I'm okay with that. <laughs> so, you know, that's my philosophy is that, you know, the world's chaos, it's it's a big cloud, and you can move it, and you can shape it, and you can certainly direct yourself within it, but uh, for the most part, it's out of your control, and if you can live with that, you everything's going to be okay. That sounds very, um, I don't know, I don't know the right word for it, but it sounds very spiritual. Well, it's Do you zen. feel like that? Zen. Well, yeah, kind of zen, but yeah. Oh no! <laughs> what do you think about your kids? What do you think they think about what? About spirituality and what you believe in. Well, you know, what do they? What do they? What do you think they think about all that? Well, again, you know, one of the things that if you want to talk about lessons and relief, uh, one of my efforts with my kids is not to try to force any particular dogma on them or or anything for that to that way is to let them sort of discover stuff for themselves, but to just be honest with them and to, uh, and to hug them, you know, and love them. Yeah. Um, so unconditional love and, and, uh, and that sort of thing. So I think, I think they're okay. I think my kids are awesome. I think they're, uh, they're very cool and they got great yeah. minds and they've been very successful. So I'm so happy because again, I don't, I mean, I don't think I have direct control out of, over that outcome. But certainly, yeah. I can I can help influence it, right? Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, it's there's lots of people. You know, there's lots of bad things that happen, and you kind of sit there and go, "Wow, I can't take credit for this, but thank you." <laughs> well, and I think it's some. I think there's some point where if you try to force your will on that, it's counterproductive. That's not. Right. You're not going to get the results you're looking for, right? right. You're. You're you're much better off playing playing a more nuanced game in that sphere than you are playing a direct game. Right. So. I agree. Yeah, and uh, I you know I didn't get to see Katie this last time, but Teresa's so impressive. She's uh she's something that one. <laughs> she's a great kid. Yeah, she is. Oh. Yeah, they're both great kids. I'm very lucky. And of course, Buddy's yeah. a great kid. And Buddy, yeah, of course, Buddy, yeah. Yeah. So what happened to the great American novel? Where is it? And would you like to retell the would you like to retell the story of that fly in the coffee cup? Very depressing. Well, Remember no, I, I think I think I, I've always had sort of uh, 
stuff going on in my head that need to get out and I've been able to um, scratch that itch by what I'm doing. Um, so, so I'm okay with that. I got, I got, I got plans. Plans. Okay. I'm not dead yet. I got plans. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. So. I know there's a book somewhere. I know there's a book just sitting there. I don't even pretend yeah. that I would ever know how to write fiction, but, um, well, books. you've written like six books, so. Well, yeah, but I just write, they're classes. I just write down what I say. It's not like I have to weave any amazing stuff, you know, so. Okay. Now let's talk about this week. How are you really, is this really your last marathon? How can that be possible? How do you, how do you like mentally deal with that? Well, I think you misread the memo. I said it's going to be my last, or I said I'm not running another Boston Marathon. And you could probably put for a while <laughs> in, uh, in, uh, in brackets there because, you know, I've just, I've, this would be my 15th Boston Marathon and I think I'm just in a rut. You know, I mean, you, you could say it's a good rut, but it's still a rut. Right? It's a rut a lot of and, people would like to be in. Yeah. I mean, if I'm going to be true to my philosophy, then I got to find something else to do. That doesn't mean it's going to be anything less important or anything less epic, just something else. Right, I got to break that pattern. So that, I, I guess there's a good a good learning for you there. You know, ruts can be good things as well as bad things. So you gotta yeah, you gotta keep an eye on that, keep it fresh. Well, that's pretty much true of everything. It has good and light, dark and light. So what are you thinking? What are what are your big hairy audacious goals that have been blowing around in your head? You can't just be sit, sitting there going, oh, I really haven't thought of anything else I want to do. You have to have a list. Oh yeah, I mean I got a bucket list of great places I'd love to go and places I'd love to love to run and uh and events I'd like to do. Um, you know, I'd like to do the uh the rim to rim to rim in the Grand Canyon. I'd love wow. to do uh the Comrades Marathon in South Africa. Um I'd like to do uh Kilimanjaro, I'd like to do all sorts of stuff. So I mean just and, and little stuff too. You know, there's little stuff I'd like to do as well. And this summer I'm gonna try I think I'm going to move down to Cape and uh, and work from the Cape for a while, nice. and uh, and try um, see if a change of venue is going to be good for me or not. And I'll um and I'm going to try and write up something nonfiction or I'm um, yeah I guess nonfiction around the uh, you know the 13 marathons and 13 months uh, theme that I went through this yeah. year and the whole cool. other journey that you and I have been through as well. Yeah, that all was in parallel. Yeah, interesting yeah. times. Yeah. So, um, all right. So then the last question I have is, how did you end up being the king of the Groton Road Race? How did you get that position? <laughs> all of a sudden, uh, well, that, you were in charge of the whole thing. That's an interesting story. Um, it was the history of the race is that it was always sort of one person's um, one person's enterprise. Right. And that one, that one person was uh, was not able to. It was, it was just, it was crushing. You know, one person could do it, but they couldn't do anything else. You know, they couldn't have a job. Um, yeah, but it, so, it got big. I mean, because it wasn't, it didn't exist when I was in high school, right? But then, all right, of a sudden, and they then it got big. And so this person, one year, just said, "I'm not doing it." And I said, "Well, you have, we have to do it, right?" Because yeah. it's it's tradition and and it's something <laughs> I love. So Groton. Groton is all about tradition, <laughs> right? And then it was something I loved, and I wasn't willing to let it die. So I got on the phone and I did what I do, 
and I pulled together a team of folks, and it's by no means my enterprise. It's a team of folks. I'm just the uh, the uh, the figurehead and sort of the uh, the henchman, the coordinator. Manager. And yeah. I got a dozen really competent people who work with me, and we, it just is a great product. So it's uh, it's awesome. It's amazing. Everybody so knows what everybody's everybody. I mean, when I was, I got to see it for the first time last year. But when everybody. Um, it's just so impressive to watch everybody knows exactly what their role is. They know what they're supposed to be doing and they're committed and it, they just do it. And then it's all ready and it goes. And, you know, sure, I'm, there's stuff happens, I'm sure, but, you know, it's all stuff that someone steps up and it was really, it was really it's an amazing example of, I think you should put that in your book somewhere because uh, any, most company executives or managers would love to figure out how to do that. Well, the the difference is when you're doing when when you've got a volunteer event, you can't tell people what to do. They have to want to do it themselves. So, in a sense, it's if you wanted to apply it to a culture, it's a hiring problem and a leadership problem, not a direction problem or an execution problem, right? Right. But it doesn't. So as soon as yeah, as as soon as people believe in the mission and want to be successful, they're going to make sure that everything goes off, right? So exactly. Yeah, I think that's so the lesson right there. That's the lesson. Yeah, I'm, I'm the CEO of the uh, the road race, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think when is it? Is it in uh, May? May? Uh, two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. Yeah. So, yep. two weeks so the marathon's next week. The marathon yeah, will not be next we week. Gonna, it is a weekend that I'm not going to be there. The other two weekends, I am going to be there, but not that weekend. So. Right. So there's the marathon, uh, and then the um, following weekend, six days later, is the road race. And be so warned that your mother and your sister are making a sign to wave at you somewhere along the marathon. On the marathon? Well, you're going to have to wait because I'm going slow this year. <laughs> Thank God you went a little slow last year. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah, God sent me a back spasm. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. A good blessing. So, yeah. okay, so right. if you have... Thanks. If you, Thanks for the chat. One more question. Okay. okay. If you have a spirit animal, what is your... You know what a spirit animal is? What is your yes. spirit animal? Well, that's easy. He lives with me. Okay. <laughs> but is it... <laughs> Buddy the Wonder Dog? Buddy is my spirit guide. All right. Okay, that was in, in the true In the true Native American sense. All right. Excellent. Well, that is easy. Yeah. You don't, want to, you don't even have to take that Facebook test to discover what your spirit animal is. Perfect. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the one that tells me what my, uh, what my pole dancing name is. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> Have you ever tried pole dancing? It's really hard. It's all core. No, I don't think I'm built for it. <laughs> well, I can't do it, but it is all core, and it's not. They don't think it's funny. I went to a demo one time, and I went because we have a pole dancing exercise place here, and um, and I thought it would be hilarious. So a couple of us went over there that we would just laugh and laugh. You're not allowed to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> pole dancing is very serious. It was very serious. I'm like, yo, okay, we're out of here. 
So anyway. Hey, so that, thank that, you. Uh, that, that beautiful young woman just rolled in, and she's glaring okay. at me, so i got to go. Tell her I said hi, and um, right. I hope she's feeling better. And I will see you probably Saturday or Sunday some, somewhere along the way. And right. um, send me a link. I will. Thank you. Thank you for letting me interview you. <laughs> All right. Love, bye. love bye. you. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me in my journey. I achieved my rather arbitrary donation goal, but we'll leave the donation page open until after the marathon, if the spirit moves you. I haven't been able to train as much as I wanted to for the marathon this year, but this year's marathon isn't really about time. And I'll just get out there and keep on trucking through the finish. It will be a nice bookend for my year. Hopefully these off-center forays into my personal life haven't skewed or skewered anyone's impression of me. I would much rather be a likable avatar than a real person. Real people, like you and me, have spaghetti strands of chaos in our lives, and it's messy. You and I are, and are not, the smiling pictures displayed on the shelf in the den. We are the sweaty mess that we wake up to every day, too. But that's okay. We are what we are. We are made of clay, but that clay can be molded as well as broken. Life is what it is. You can't control it. Enjoy it while you can, because as the wise men will tell you, this too shall pass. Cheers. <laughs>